Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash Startup Foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Startup Foundations today to register for free. Sharing the journey of real Canadian changemakers and the impact they have on the world we live in. It's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, Rivers Corbett. If you're looking to access the best-in-class mastermind group, then I invite invite you to join my own Rockstar Mastermind. We teach people how to learn and build a successful company from scratch. Visit therockstarmastermind.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, coast to coast, we're going to have a introduction uh, and a journey of epic proportions with Dr. Isadine Aboulash. He is our esteemed guest today, and Dr. Aboulash is a Canadian-Palestinian medical doctor, teacher, and internationally recognized human rights and inspirational peace activist. He's born and raised in Jabalia refugee camp in the Gaza Strip. Dr. Aboulash is a four-time Nobel Peace Prize nominee. That's right, I said four times, and is known as the Gaza Doctor, who has dedicated his life to using health as a vehicle for peace. After losing his three daughters and niece in the 2009 Gaza War, Dr. Aboulash moved to Canada and authored I Shall Not Hate, A Gaza Doctor's Journey on the Road to Peace and Human Dignity. The memoir is an autobiography of his loss and transformation and has achieved critical acclaim. He's becoming an international bestseller and is available in 23 different languages, that book. Since then, he has told his story to the world, and now we're going to learn about it ourselves, and has become even more determined to promote reconciliation between the two states. Dr. Aboulash is working tirelessly to inspire people to condemn acts of hatred and violence, denouncing them as destructive diseases that plague communities and nations. 
Uh, that's so, so true. In memory of his daughters, he established Daughters for Life Foundation, believing that lasting peace depends on empowering girls and young women. It provides scholarships enabling young women of any Middle East nationality or faith to pursue studies otherwise inaccessible to them. Dr. Abulash has an extensive list of awards and honors, including many national and international awards, including 14 honorary doctor degrees from Canadian and American universities. The Order of Ontario, uh, Mahatma Gandhi Peace Award, the Queen Elizabeth II Diamond Jubilee Award, and uh, sorry, medal, and many more. Dr. Abulash, he currently lives in Toronto with his five children. He's an associate professor at the Dalai Lana School of Public Health at the University of Toronto. And today's podcast, we're going to talk to Dr. Abulash about the power of peace and is working to distinguish the raising, sorry, the rising hatreds of hatred around the world. Wow, Dr. Abulash, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Uh, it's our pleasure too, sir. And you know, on my podcast, on our Startup Canada podcast, we we kind of like to end with the with the. What are you hoping that our listeners are going to learn from our discussion today, sir? Uh, thank you so much, and I think it's a hopeful, inspiring message. I want the listeners uh, to leave and to listen to an inspiring, hopeful message, and to ask themselves what can they do to make the world a better one for themselves and others? Because in life, we face challenges, we face ups and downs, but the biggest challenge is individual responsibility. Instead of blaming and blaming others, we need to look inside and to take responsibility to move forward and not to allow tragedies or challenges to put an end to our life Life has to continue, and we need to take that responsibility. Mm, I love it, sir. Well, our listeners, sir, are founders and entrepreneurs from across Canada and the world. We're very fortunate to have that type of audience. And uh, I know you have done this countless times before, but please uh, please share your story with us. Uh, I feel I am one of this world, a human being who is living in this world, where the world is facing serious existential challenges. And from my early childhood, my life was a war. I was struggling and fighting on daily basis just to survive in a time others are living to fight. But I didn't allow, in spite of all these challenges, I didn't allow these challenges to kill my dreams. I mm. dreamed as a child to be a medical doctor but dreams are not just words. We need to work hard and to have confidence and to believe in ourselves first and that nothing is impossible in life. Anything in life I planned, I succeeded to achieve. So we need to have that initiative, that, that uh, spirit within us. But life is full of surprises. And the most difficult time in my life was just in four months period when I lost my wife of acute leukemia. Then the second challenge when my daughters were killed for nothing they did and there was mm. no reason to be killed by an Israeli tank shell. But in spite of that, I didn't allow hatred to approach me. I was a victim of the injustice of this world and the challenges we are facing 
but I don't want to be a victim of this destructive hatred, this poisonous disease. Instead of that, what can I do to face it and not to be a victim? Because in life, I ask people, don't be or don't accept to be a victim more than once. I want to survive, I want to lead, and I want to move forward. I can't change the past, but I need to learn from the past what happened and what can I do to change it and to prevent it from happening again for others in this world. So mm. that's my life, what I faced. And as I said it, life taught me that nothing is impossible in life. The only impossible thing in life I believe in is to return my loved ones, my beloved daughters back to life. But mm. other things I achieved them from where I was born in Jabalia refugee camp in the Gaza Strip to Cairo University to get my MD to London University to get my specialty to be mm. the first Palestinian doctor to work in Israel as mm. a colleges because I fully believe also that medicine and health as business as any kind of work in our life educators entrepreneurship all of these people, it has one face. It has a human face mm. that it can socialize, humanize, and harmonize, and not to politicize. It can bring people together. And the happiest moment in my life when I handle the baby to his mother, because mm. the cry of the newborn baby is the cry of hope. A new life is coming. No mm. one can differentiate between the cry of the newborn Canadian, Palestinian, Israeli, American. It's the cry of a new life a cry of hope and a future. Wow, beautifully said, sir, and uh, thank you for sharing that. And I, I want to touch on on uh, something that you talked about about always wanting to be a medical doctor, and and with all of the, all of the, um, uh, the, the the trauma and the obstacles uh, and um, and naysayers that I'm sure you faced during that journey. Like many of our audience, being entrepreneurs, the challenges they face, the swamp, I call it. Um, how would you suggest that people practice keeping their dreams alive, keeping that 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 positiveness, that faithfulness of of their their dreams from your experiences? How did you practice it, sir? I practice it. Number one, I have to plan my life and to dream big and to set up the plans. This is number one. And mm. to be confident that I can achieve it and not to say no to anything alive. Don't say, don't say no till you try. After we try, we can say no. The first step in failure is to lose confidence in ourselves and in our efforts. This is important and to set up the plan for that. And even life is full of mistakes and we make mm -hmm. mistakes. Yeah, Not to collapse with the first mistake. We need to learn from this mistake and life is continued. It's ups and downs. It has no meaning if it was a flat line. Right. So we need to have it. And even if you go to any hospital and when we see the electrocardiogram, if it is a flat line, it means death. We wow. need it ups and downs and we need to survive and we need to live with it and to be resilient in a positive way. If we face a challenge, what can we do to go beyond the start? 
Thank you so much. I love the electrogram. I don't know the terminology, but I, I think that's an, an amazing analogy, a metaphor, if you want to call it, for, for the journey of life. And uh, uh, thank you for sharing that with us. You're an advocate for peace, human rights, and reconciliation in, in, in our world. Uh, you know, what are the first steps conflicting nations need to take in order to reconcile their differences after decades of ingrained hatred and, uh, and, and acts of violence? First, we need to ask, what do we mean by the word peace? Peace is not just a word. Peace is a way of life. And it's not about the negative, about the negative peace, which is the absence of war and conflict. Peace is about, we need the positive peace, which is a relationship between people. And we need to strengthen this relationship based on justice, equality, respect, dignity, well-being, and absence of fear, and collaboration, and partnership. That's the most important in a world that is becoming smaller and smaller. So we need to strengthen these bonds and to bring peace to others, and that One's peace is linked to others' peace. No one is free as long as others are not. We need the comprehensive, the collective peace for all of us. That's the peace we need to build and to spread and to teach our children, to teach an academic institution. How can we practice it? We need the individual peace. First of all, we need also to have peace within ourselves. If we can't have peace within ourselves, how can we promote peace among people? So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. As you said it clearly, it's endemic with violence, with hatred, with incitement, with fear, with injustice, with poverty. So we need the truth. I see hatred and violence as diseases. And when we have a disease, what do we do? We need to have the accurate diagnosis. What is the problem and what are the root causes of these problems that are prevailing our world in order to start the process of reconciliation? And the reconciliation, it means rehabilitation. So we need to fix the problem first and then to start rehabilitation to resume functionality and to build a good relationship with the people. So the best way is to have accurate diagnosis of the problems and to contain them and to eradicate the causes of these problems and then to start the process of reconciliation, rehabilitation. And I encourage the people, you know, when we speak about tolerance, tolerance is not about, you know, I want to be tolerant with others. They live mm. their life and I am living my own life. No, to to raise a curiosity in knowing who is the other. The other is not the other. The other is mine, is myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to build the bridges between me and my neighbors and to know them. Diversity for the to complement each other. Diversity is not to oppose. Diversity is to complement, to collaborate and to partner and to give a mosaic view (laughs) of nature. And that's in life. We were created as people from Adam and Eve and became nations and the tribes. For what? To know each other. And knowing Mm -hmm. is to give hand. When you know someone, you read them. You are connected with passion. You are connected to their hearts, to their minds, to their souls. So we need this kind of tolerance where it urges us to communicate and to understand and to show passion and empathy to others. 
you know, I, I, as you're talking about diversity and enjoyment of each other and so on, I, 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 the words come into my head out of the mouth of babes, and I think children, of course, can teach us so much about the acceptance of diversity in a plain, joyful environment. It doesn't matter to them at all what your ethnicity is, their gender is. They just want to play and have fun. And uh, I think uh, I think that's uh, you know an eloquent way to look at it. What happens to us when we get older? Well, we get ingrained with, of course, thought processes from other people that we connect with. So, so this, uh, this is one of the lessons I urge the people to listen to their children. We mm. need to listen to them, and we need to learn from our children. They are wise enough to teach us because they are not poisoned and they mm. are not spoiled. So it's important to listen to them and to adopt their values and what do. They they practice. Uh, children, they don't uh, create barriers. They don't have barriers or stereotyping about others. They are honest and pure from the mind and mm -hmm. the heart. So mm -hmm. and that's one of the lessons. I remember it when I came to Canada, the first day of our arrival to Toronto was to smash barriers between mm -hmm. us and our neighbors. The first day was to smash the, the, the wooden fence in the backyard because we want our children to communicate. And that's the issue. We need to build the bridges and to smash barriers. And the children are the role model for all of the humanity to learn from. I love it. And they always want to keep moving forward, don't they? They want to figure out how to get through that fence. So I, I think that's just awesome. Um, doctor, you founded the Doctors, or sorry, that you founded the Daughters of Life Foundation. You are the founder, um, in addition to your work that you're doing with the university. This is your, uh, this is your volunteer work um, with the Daughters of Life Foundation. And you founded it in order to rebuild the lives of young women affected by conflict throughout the Middle East. In your words, describe the importance of education for women in the Middle East? Uh, education for women in the Middle East and in the world. Because the Middle East is part of the world. Number one, women are the backbone of any community. In the Middle East and in the world, women are more than 50% of the community and their role and responsibility I can assure you it's more than 70% of the world's role. Mm. Number two, women, they give life and they nurture life. There is no peace without women and women's rights. And the strongest members in any society are women. And in my life, I am in debt to my mother, my wife, and my daughters. I will never be here or achieve what did I achieve without the support of my mother, my wife, and my daughters. That's why I see it education is the light and it's women's health and wealth. We can't equalize between the educated and the uneducated. And after the tragedy, the people, they said to me, and the friends that the world would forget. But I said, how can I make it and make of this a tragedy something positive? Mm -hmm. Because life is what we make it. Always has been, always will be. It's in our hands. Even bad things, we can transform it into positive energy. So that's why I 
established daughters for life in memory of my daughters, Bisan, Mayar, and Aya, to give mm. example and to spread hope and to prove that hatred and killing is not dealt with and faced with hatred or killing. There is another alternative way. Education of girls and young women is the life-saving equipment that provides us with the greater opportunity to live a healthy and prosperous life. Education, it's a power. And without education, anyone have no voice. So our voice must be louder and with education, it will be louder and nothing is more sincere and honest and effective than the voice of women. And no one take it from anyone who is educated. And education makes women free and makes the community to be free. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's why we need this kind of education and understanding the symbolic role women play within their communities is vital. So right. we need to equip them with these means. And we need also in this world to say, instead of saying behind a successful man, there is a successful woman, <laughs> we need to say parallel and side by side to right. a successful man, there is a successful woman. No right. peace without women and no peace without respect of human rights. And I can conclude establishing a safe, secure, just, and peaceful world is the function of women's education and role. It's time to to shift the investment in women's education and role. It's the most efficient and effective mean of a change, success, and development, and making our world a human one. Are you encouraged with the progression of the uh, the dialogue and the uh, and the and the impact that uh, that, the, that the world is having on, on on addressing that issue, or are are you not encouraged in that the direction we're going in? No, I am encouraged, and I will continue to do my part that I believe in, and it needs from all of us to come together because one can do everything. It's the responsibility of all, men and women, children and elders, all of us to come together, to work together for one good human cause. So I believe in it and I will continue to do my part and to promote it. Because you have faith also. Of course, Mm. the most important element which moves me in life is my faith. I am a person of faith. I believe in God and count on God. I fear only and just only God. Wonderful. Well, count me in your uh, in your uh, house in that regard too. I believe in uh, everything you've just talked about, including the faith part. So uh, uh, that's wonderful to hear that conviction of the, your your faith. And uh, I think that that's a, a cool, important lesson to remember. If you have faith in what's important to you, then it will get you through uh, things you want to get through. So let's kind of go back, uh, Doctor, to entrepreneurship. 
leadership as a tool for uh, overcoming conflict. Do you do you see that entrepreneurship, uh, in addition to education, can uh, can and uh, have a positive effect on overcoming conflict, or co- overcoming conflict? Sorry, and uh, having something to offer those affected by injustices. Of course, it's the responsibility and peace is in all sectors and all aspects of life. It's in all policies and it's the responsibility of all people. And I I fully believe businesses and entrepreneurship can have active positive role in economic environment and attract investment. Businesses can play active role in the prevention, settlement, transformation, and the stability of communities. So that's what is needed. It's important and we must not underestimate it. It will lead to social human impact. It should be based on moral human principles. And that's what I fully believe, because as I said, it's about exposure, about connection. They can be messengers of peace and humanity. So we need to spread it and to keep it with ethical, human, social face. And that's the big reward for entrepreneurship. Wonderful. It's it's an interesting question because when I speak uh, about entrepreneurship to to students or whatever, I always say that, in my opinion anyway, entrepreneurs are the most important people in society, but I always preface that with right below mothers and uh, and daughters and so on, as you've referenced for, for women. And so it's interesting how uh, how we, we, we bridge those two together because I think they are very important. They're um, important in another way also because the enemies and the misunderstanding, they come from ignorance. Or from mm-hmm. arrogance and lack of knowledge. So they can play active role in exposure of the right information, in exposure of the truth, and avoiding the stereotypes, and they build bridges. Yep, and that's just it. It is the bridges, isn't it? And we need lots of bridges to continue on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where we need to take a very quick break. But we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints, from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. Um, Doctor, you, uh, your book, I Shall Not Hate, it's been translated into 23 languages. It's a part of the curriculum in educational institutions and continues to be a, a, a tool for change across the world. Um, 
What did you learn about telling your story when writing the book? Uh, can you talk about that journey, please? Yeah, it, as I wrote it, I was inspired too by the people and it strengthened my faith and hope in life and in the people. I remember after the tragedy, I lost faith in humanity. But later on, I resumed this faith in humanity and goodwill among people after writing my book, where I was inspired by students, by people from everywhere in this world who sent messages to say, you opened our eyes, you inspired us, you saved our life. And that's what is important for me to sensitize the people and it helped me also to heal and not to stay as a victim, but to be a survival and a leader in this world. And what, and this is the message I want to send to my daughters, to say to them, I did my part to keep you alive and to send a positive message that all women believe in. Because all women, you don't see a violent or a woman who is going to kill and to fight against other women by their nature are loving people. So it's the carry a human message. So I want to carry on the message of my daughter to spread it with wisdom, with kind words and good deeds. And that's the message of the book. It's a hopeful, universal, a human message to inspire others and to take action. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's, uh, that's very, uh, uh, I think, a, uh, a very epic and impactful statement. And I have to ask you, on, in your day-to-day -day life, how do you practice what it is that you, that you talk about in your book? And obviously, you're involved with as, a, as, a, uh, as a professor at the university, so there's an educational piece there. But talk about the personal doctor. So what's, how do you practice what you're, what you're uh, bringing out in your book? I brought my life from where I was born. What did I achieve and where I am now? And how do I see the world? And what did I learn from my children? And what can I do to make the world a better one? and to smash barriers. So I see myself as Isildeen, as the human being, because we are born, we live, and then we leave. What legacy am I going to leave behind? What I am going to give my right. children, to inherit them? I care about my children, and I mean by the children, our world's a children. It's not the biology, it's the humanity. Our, you know, our brothers and sisters in this world, what legacy do we want to send? We want to send and to leave a peaceful, a human, wise legacy. We knew our life, we succeeded, but what about the future generations? What can we do to them? We want them to remember us in a positive way, not to curse us as people, because we are accountable to the future generations. And that's all of the time when I come and even teach my students, because I see in the students, they are the future and they are the hope. And we need to invest as much as we can in the future and in the hope. I, um, I have a script in front of me and it, it, uh, it references uh, a vision you have for Canada 
uh, in this unique time. But I'm going to ask you not to answer that question because this is an audience of entrepreneurs and founders uh, from coast to coast and around the world. And I want you to speak to them as to how they can contribute to your vision, this very, very important, important vision. How can they play a role in that as entrepreneurs and founders? To join us in this vision, to achieve it, to make it a reality, and that nothing is impossible in that. It's possible to achieve it and not to give up and to collaborate and to work together towards this vision and not to allow any barriers to stop them from achieving their plans and their dreams and to give hand in different directions. That's what I encourage them. Let us all come together to give the women and girls the means to make the world a better one. It's about education. It's about health. And that education and health are vital to bring peace and freedom for all in our world. And also, I encourage them to join us to make the 21st century the century of humanity without borders, women's education, and women's role. Does, uh, does Daughters, for, uh, for, uh, Daughters of Life Foundation, does it have a, uh, a social media presence? Yes, we have the website daughtersforlife.com and we have the social media, the Facebook, and because the needs are massive, and Justin Yuli, we supported the education of seven Syrian young women who came to Canada. I, it broke my heart when I saw these young women in Turkey and other two Moroccan young women. I asked them, why do you want to study in Canada or in the States or other countries? They said, we want to rebuild our country to rebuild what men destroyed. So we don't want to destroy. We want to work together to build and expand building in our world. And women, they can do it. I believe in them. I, I believe in the young generation of entrepreneurship with a new vision that they can make the world a better one. Dr. Abulash, this has just been a very wonderful journey into your life your family, uh, your education, and the impact you're making around the, the world uh, with your messaging. And I know that you have been interviewed by the likes of Anderson Cooper uh, and uh, others, and now been interviewed by the Startup Canada podcast. And uh, we're just, just uh, deeply thrilled and appreciative of the work you're doing. And it is an important message. And I encourage everybody to make sure you follow up on the Doctors for Life Foundation or Daughters Daughters for Life Foundation to uh, continue this great quest. And thank you, sir, so much for your time today. It's been a real honor. Thank you so much. It's my honor and a pleasure. Have a good day, sir. Thank Bye. you. 
Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. This is Gloria Roheimer McRae, co-founder of Wedge 15, financial educator and senior value consultant at Hootsuite. And you're listening to the Startup Canada podcast. Yes. Give me the top two things. You know, you've got an audience of, of wannabe bosses and, um, and you're saying, and you, and you got to leave them with two nuggets. What are the two nuggets from your book that will cause them to say, I got to read more. I got to, I got to run to Barnes and Nobles. I can't walk. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. <laughs> so it's a six chapter process and there's workbooks included. So this is a working book. This is not for the just fodder of reading something for inspiration. Although I hope that the stories of the people I tell uh, stories about and my own stories will inspire. This is about putting a pen down, following exercises and coming out the other side with a plan for yourself about what it is you need to still work on or what you need to do to get your business launched. So that's the crux of the book. But I think the most important chapter is the chapter about sales and selling like a boss. Sales, especially for the generation of young entrepreneurs, for whatever reason, whether it was the ShamWow guy on TV or those, you know, again, some a similar infomercial, seems like a bad word, yet... If you're doing anything, if you want an idea to, to go viral, if you want to convince someone to go on a date with you, if you want to um, resolve a matter, whether it's at university or whether it's in your workplace, you've got to do some selling. So you're packaging and positioning things in a way that appeals to people. And so that concept is in every single one of those chapters because the thing that I've always done best is package and position. And so sales is a beautiful thing. It will walk you through what to do. And it, there's even sales scripts on on how to manage sales conversations so that you can get great results. Mm-hmm.